right, both in bow ties. So look, good morning. Um, I have a late shift today. Well, meaning I go in later. So that's why I can come to you and it's daylight. So I want to talk about this obsession with mediocrity for a second. I don't know if I even should call it mediocrity. I think what I really want to say is obsession with lack of effort. Um, let me just say this. You know, I think about um, the young, the generation or generations under me. I'm considered Gen X, right? I'm on the back end of Gen X. I'm close. I'm I don't. I'm not a millennial. I, I'm kind of like closer to what the millennial side is versus the generation above me. Okay. So if you want to know, I I'm 47. So that gives you an idea of how old I am, my thought processes, etc. But this is the thing. I think about like. Um, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, you know, all these young, young, young kids out here. Um, I like the innovation. I like the, the creativity and stuff like that. And they're not all wrong on some things, right? But I also feel like they want to microwave the process for everything. And sometimes you have to walk through the process of things. Um, I think about how many times... They just want to arrive. And, and that's normal for anybody. You want certain things. But what I'm seeing is they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the work. So, for example, I think, well, I'm going to use my children, for example, like they, they play sports. Two of them play. Two of my four kids play travel and club sports. Okay. Um, they want most... One child puts more work than the other, but they both put a lot of work. So I think about how, like, they wanted to just arrive at a point. But I'm like, listen, you can't compare where you started from versus where someone is already, right? If they've been working, they put in many more hours than you because when they started, or maybe it could be age, whatever it is, you can't compare your skill set to theirs. You don't get it overnight unless you're, like, a freak of nature, right? The fact of the matter is many of us have to put in some cycles. And even the greats have to put in cycles, right? So I think about when my niece one time, she mentioned to me, she was like, Auntie, I want a house like yours one day. I'm like, well, what are you going to do to get it? Right? So now, many people, many men will probably get upset for what I'm going to say. But one of the things I told her is I said, well, then you need to figure out where you want to go and then figure out how to be good at doing that thing. So that means you're going to have to put in more cycles, right, of practicing doing whatever is this thing that you're doing. Or you need to secure the right kind of education for whatever it is you want to do. The fact of the matter is, even though people want to downplay education, education is still... Um, a primary component to success, at least here in the United States. Now, a lot of people will say, well, what about so-and-so? I'm like, well, these people were edge cases. When you look at people who didn't complete their education, when you look at many of our sports, um, our football and collegiate people, most of them still had to go to college first in order to get as an entry. Now, Many of them may not have completed their college education, but you have to do certain things. And so where I think where many men probably get upset for me, get upset with me for saying this is, 
Well, I believe that you can still secure, you know, a, a good relationship and secure your financial um, security. Meaning, I chose for me. Now, everybody's path is different. I chose to go to school, okay? Um, and I had scholarships, too, because I couldn't afford college. So I had to take advantage of the many opportunities I had in order to, you know, complete my education. And when I completed my education, I got more education, actually. Um, but not only that, I made sure I was being mentored by people. Um, and I was focused on what it was that I wanted to do, what I wanted to achieve, even down to salary marks. Now, I am not wealthy, but I do okay for myself, okay? Um, I know many people, everybody wants to be this millionaire. And I would love to be a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. What I will say is this. You know, my husband and I, we had plans for where we wanted to be. We said, how do we want to get there? What steps do we need to take to where we want to be? And so far, we seem to be achieving said goals. The point I'm making is we, we came through the process, right? Or we had, there was a process of learning what it was that we needed to do and then actually trying to execute the plan. I think a lot of people right now just want everything quick. They want money quick. And then when they get money, for example, and they get it quickly, like many of these young people, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what comes along with it. They don't know the kind of responsibility that comes with having a lot of money. They don't understand the discipline because they've never had to have it, right? Like if they achieve it so quickly, they didn't have to practice financial discipline. So there's a process for that. And I'm not saying in order to achieve, whether it's fame or or fin um, financial security or whatever, that you can't achieve that quickly. But usually in order to achieve the highest, you know, forms of whatever, there is a process. There are things you do to come through in order to get to this other side. And then when you when you when you arrive there, much of what happens is you appreciate it so much more. I mean, I know we talk, people talk about it all the time. Well, you don't appreciate it, right? You can't expect people to really appreciate something when it's been microwaved for them, when they get it so quickly. There's no struggle there. There's no appreciation. There's no financial discipline. But what I will say for um, some of the young people out there, even when you look at your sports athletes who may have gotten instant riches, maybe, maybe not. The one thing that we cannot take away from these Sports figures, these that we see on television who've achieved so much. The one thing you cannot take away from them is they have put in many, many, many hours, hours and hours and hours of training. Even your Steph Curry's, your LeBron James, your Michael Jordan's, your your football players, you know, your Jalen Hurts, your Lamar Jackson's. Look at who's in college right now, um, Shiloh and Shador Sanders. They've put in many, many hours. You know how many reps these individuals, your Simone Biles, um, the amount of training. So what happens is we see them on the other side. It's like, I want to be like them, but they don't know the literal hours, the blood, sweat, tears, whatever that they have to put in. So I'll, I'll just put in myself in engineering. You know, a lot of times people want to reach certain things that I've reached. So I'm like, but you know, I've been doing this for a minute. I've had to learn some things, study some things, 
I've had to pivot in areas where I'm like, okay, this is not where industry is going. I had to read. I had to study certain things at times. And then you can find that cruise control. So when you see people who are online or people who are or um, playing these sports or whatever, and they seem like they just live in a life, you're not seeing all of the effort that they've put in. You haven't, I look at, um, a good example would be uh, Shannon Sharp. He was doing sports talking for a while. Now, I haven't really started paying attention to a lot of sports stuff for the last handful of years or so because I was just so busy. But when you look at his his rise, it appears to be meteoric. It's not. He has put in a lot of, he has put in some work. I mean, he's had some fortunate opportunities and lucky breaks, or I think that's nothing for God, actually. But when he got these opportunities, he made the most of them. I always joke about how this guy is so country, but I like Shannon Sharp. Real talk, I really like Shannon Sharp. As country as he is, and sometimes I'm like, what is he saying? But what I like is his work ethic. So now I think about, even when he has, he has a couple of YouTube channels. It's Club Shay Shay and Nightcap. I don't catch all of his stuff, but I catch many of them, enough. And he appears to be doing well. I'm like, well, he's putting the work. I can see that he has studied how other people have done well, and he's carved out a space for himself. And you think about how, like, how he's really blowing up over the uh, Cat Williams thing. Well, he was blowing up before, but this this interview that he did with Cat Williams, you know, I just feel like God has 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 touched his 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 talent, and and he's been given like what what is for him is for him, right? And so the, it's almost as if he's getting his flowers right now, right? So congratulations to him. Where I'm going with this is, even still, even though it looks like, oh man, his his, his channels have grown overnight, he has been he has been interviewing and talking and presenting on television for a while. He's been years, and so now that he has an idea of the things that he wants to talk about, things that he wants to say, he's he's had the opportunity to get sharpened by other people in the industry, and now he can fly. He can fly. So, but no one is thinking about all the hours, the hard work. I'm sure the work that's done behind the scenes and studying up on all of the people that he's interviewing and reading the sports texts and stuff like that, right? And then he knows that he has that kind of charisma, so he brings a little levity to his conversations. I look at Stephen A. Smith. I, I think he's kind of a jerk, but I can respect what he has done. There's a lot of haters out there. I mean, I'm not the biggest Stephen A fan, but I do find him at times entertaining. I think that he's got some mess about him, but the fact of the matter is he has worked really hard to be where he is. He has worked hard. He has had some fortunate breaks. He has had some really good connections, networking opportunities, et cetera. But you can't take away um, the fact that he has worked really, really hard. And so my message to everybody is when I think about your Simone Biles or Serena Williams, all the hours that they put in on the court and in the gym, and then they got an opportunity to realize their greatness. Many of these people who talk about how they want to be great, I don't think they want to be great at all. They don't want to put in that work. 
They want that instant gratification. And then when they arrive there, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle when people come at them, maybe in the media. Well, they haven't been prepared. You know, we talk about seasons of preparation. Um, at least that's what I've always been taught. Like when I was coming up with teachers, like, no, oh, this is a season of preparation. Preparing you for when you arrive at your set destination. You know, preparing you for how you want to handle money. You know, preparing you what it's like for when you don't have any money. And then when you get it, how, how can you be a service to other people? Can you support other people? How can you not squander it? You know, how can you handle the fame? Right? Because, you know, maybe you get little tiny bits and pieces of people coming at you before you get it on a large scale. You know, so when my niece made the comments to me, I want to be where you are and I want to have the house you have. And don't get me wrong, I don't have a mansion, but I have a nice house. I, I'm like, well, look, I had to put in some cycles. So did my husband, right? We had to uh, study, prepare. We had to execute things. We had to grow in our set career fields. And then what happens was we got to where we wanted to be. And then we, we appreciate what we have. And I'm like, so a lot of these kids, they just want to microwave the whole process and then they get it and then they don't know how to, they don't even know how to take care of a home. They don't, they don't know the things they need to do in order to like make sure that the house stays standing. A lot of times people think that they can just turn the key into a home and that's it, but there's maintenance on that too. It starts with learning how to maintain where you are before you can get the big thing. There are kids who still don't know how to clean up after themselves. There are kids who don't know how to fix a single thing. Are you going to pay somebody every single time something breaks? Well, maybe when you're super wealthy, yes. Maybe you have people that can maintain it. The point is, there's a season of preparation. A lot of these kids want everything so quickly, and they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the work. They want to have a business, but don't even understand what their business is about. You know, they want to have a, a, a business on something, but never even studied what the business is. Never understood the ins and outs of the business. Anyway, maybe the, I shouldn't call, call this the obsession with mediocrity. I think I'm going to change the title to something else. I think um, we, we just have to like, I'm not saying that the message should always be toil long and hard. The message should be learn and study, you know, and, 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 and put in the work. It doesn't mean it has to be 20 years, but you need to put in the work, whatever that means. So if you can do two, hour, two hours a day, great. If you can do 10 hours a day, great. Ultimately, it takes a certain number of reps, right, in order to get good at something. You got to do something a certain number of times. Some people say it's 10,000 reps or 10,000 hours, right? And what I'm saying is everybody's destination is going to be different. Can you get those 10,000 reps? For some people, it might take 10,000 days to get there. For some people, maybe it's only 5,000 days because they're doing double the number of reps in a day. So they get there quicker, but they still put in the work. There's a lot of kids who just want to arrive there and they haven't put in the 10,000 reps. Or the 10,000 hours. Anyway, that's the number that I've always heard, heard about, like it takes 10,000 reps or 10,000 hours to do something. Anyway, maybe I'll put that in my title. Anyway, look, that's just my thought. Real quick, before, um, I just want to give a shout out to all of the male um, podcasters out there. 
who seem to have taken a time out from bashing um, black women because you guys are taking each other out. You're actually doing what I said a long time ago was minding your own business, right? You are actually holding each other accountable instead of being like hyper-focused on black women. So black women are just sitting back and getting a couple of hee-haws because there is some humor there, but black women are sitting it out. They're sitting there minding their business because for once, you guys are focused on yourselves and holding each other accountable versus spending all day on a podcast talking about black women. So shout out to the black male um, podcasters and everything else, staying in their lane, focusing on men and their their con their their content, and 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 leaving black women alone. All right, so this is a really good time for you to go ahead and like this video because um, I said so, and subscribe. All right, later.